you know, once I was in high school and like my first year of college, I was like, you know, a, I wanted to be a banker. I wanted to like work on Wall Street, um, which is just like, it's it's crazy to me to like even say that out loud to know that for a fact that that is what I wanted to do when I was that age. Um, but yeah, I am fortunate that it, you know, pretty much did a 180 from that and <laughs> has been beautiful since. So. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Ethan Abbotts, one of the OG Airbnb Instagram influencers. Ethan first started using Instagram in high school to promote an apparel line that he started. This was when Instagram let you upload a photo and select from just a handful of filters before posting your shot. No stories or reels or anything. In college, Ethan thought he wanted to work on Wall Street. He was interested in finance and investing and was always good at spotting opportunities. But around this time, Ethan began to further explore his creative abilities, especially in the context of photography. And he soon realized that his love of capturing moments and telling the stories behind them outweighed whatever affinity he had for buying low and selling high. Tune in to hear the inspiring story of how Ethan pursued his love for adventure and photography and grew his following to hundreds of thousands across Instagram and TikTok. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Ethan. All right, Ethan, we're live, dude. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me here. I'm super stoked to kind of talk about my background and everything. So yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, I I am am very appreciative, and I know that you are about to hop on a plane and go to New Zealand in just a couple of days here. So that's gonna be epic. I'll I'm excited to follow your journey on Instagram. I'm sure you'll be posting some stuff. So appreciate you Definitely. taking uh, some time to chat with us before you before you uh, go abroad. Yeah. No, I'm appreciate you having me here and you know it's yeah it fit perfectly with my schedule so excited to talk cool man cool so i want to just dive in um i i want to hear the story behind how you landed your very first cabin shoot through through instagram so you've got you know tens of thousands of followers on instagram you're known as like one of the top uh airbnb cabin like photographers in the space um lots of the people that have come on this podcast are clients of yours you've come and and shot their their cabins and whatnot but i want to hear like I want to hear like the OG story. Like where, at what point in time did you land your your very first client through through Instagram? And what's the story there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to like nail down the actual first kind of place that booked me. I mean, off the top of my head, the, one of my first paying clients was um, Lauren and Chris from Wildwood Collective that I stayed at back in 2020. But, you know, before then I'd been shooting for almost two years wow. of cabins, just more so doing exchanges. Um, and yeah, I don't remember the first people who actually reached out to me via DM, but I can definitely remember very vividly the first cabin that I stayed at in exchange for my photos. And it was this like off the grid cabin up in 
the woods of Maine. Um, I went in the middle of winter, so I had to snowshoe in. It was like this completely off the grid property, you know, wood stove to keep you warm, no electricity, no anything. Um, and that was my first time doing anything of that nature. So it was just an all around new experience and I had such a blast. And, you know, since then I've been back a handful of times just to go visit that spot because like it was super special to me. Um, but that was definitely one of the first places that I stayed in exchange for just like a handful of photos. And like from there, I was just like hooked. I was like, this is awesome. How can I, you know, keep doing this pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Was, um, did you reach out to the host or, or how did you, how did you even get the idea of like, Oh, let me like, you know, DM them and say, I'll give you a few photos if you let me stay at your place. What, how, how did that, how did that come to be? So I, I was a real estate photographer, um, by trade before that. Okay. Uh, so I did, I started doing that in the, the spring of 2018. And so I did that pretty consistently. And then, yeah, originally I, you know, was searching on Airbnb and like found a couple of these cool cabins and tree houses. And I was like, wow, those are awesome. And like the first handful i actually paid to stay for a night just to you know go get out to for like a getaway and yeah you know take some photos of it and you know they were super rustic off the grid cabins but they were amazing and like it kind of laid the foundation for you know moving forward how i'm gonna be able to keep doing that um so you know it, it was a it was a long time before places actually started reaching out to me yeah like you know, for a while it was just me reaching out to them and hoping that they would, you know, do an exchange. So, and, and what, give us a sense of like timeline. Cause I feel like now, right. We're, you know, we're late in 2022 here and mm-hmm. the idea of influencers and photographers and videographers coming to like stay at your Airbnb, your, your cabin and helping, especially, you know, you launch a, a new space that that's like, it, it, it's more popular now than it ever has been. But I feel like in, even just a few years ago, it, it was significantly less common. So like, when you were when when you started out, like were people surprised that like you wanted to come and and take photos and and do this exchange, or what was what was like the culture around partnering with photographers and influencers like back then? Yeah, so it was definitely. I mean, it's definitely different than what it is now. Now it's you know common common um, for you to see cabins hiring influencers and photographers. Um, but like back when I started back in 2018, there was only two people that I knew of back then, um, Kyle Dempsey and, uh, Chris from, uh, at dirt and glass on Instagram, ah, which, yes. you know, I'm sure, you're, yeah, yep. sure you're super familiar with them. Um, so those two were the only two that I had really seen. And that was after like actually looking into like the cabin scene, like for a while it was almost only Kyle, um, who I'm actually like good friends with. And, um, yeah, he was my big inspiration for a while. And so I think when I entered into that niche, it was still so new that like, since I had enough of a background and enough of a portfolio of like some, you know, decent cabin photos that like yeah. when I was reaching out, it was, you know, pretty common for the host to be like, yeah, like, let's do this. Let's do an exchange. Um, uh, there was still, I was still getting declined and turned down back then, but, um, it was definitely fairly easy to you know work something out with them back yeah. then yeah yeah, yeah I, I feel like yeah in the, in the last couple of years it's, it's blown up but i even remember mm-hmm. the the first person that comes to mind um and again i'm, I'm still i'm relatively new to the space i've been in the space for about two years now um 
and not not doing any photography, just doing doing podcasting and uh, and, yeah. and a newsletter. But like, uh, I I first stumbled upon like Levi Kelly's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. at what point did, are you guys friends? Have you guys connected? Like, at what point did he come in onto the scene? Because I thought he was like yeah. one of the OGs, but maybe I'm mistaken. I think he he he. I would say that he's like the OG of you know video tours. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm trying to remember when I first connected with him. We've only ever, you know, we're like Instagram friends. We've only ever connected through that. Um, he seems great though. And his stuff's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen his stuff for like a while as well. So I would definitely put him up there. Um, and what he did was, you know, brilliant with like the, you know, doing the YouTube yeah. and the video tours of that, like that is probably one of the more beneficial, like hosts to, influencer collaborations that i see because like everyone benefits a lot from that yeah um so no it's yeah um he's been around for a while though definitely yeah well in in my mind you know you two are you two are at the top of my list so um (laughs) well dude i i want to ask you a couple questions about just like growing up right because i'm always interested Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you know i i feel like everyone goes through a lot of people go through this phase especially especially like artists right where you're like, oh yeah, I, I wanna, I wanna be a photographer, right? Like, or I wanna right. be a videographer, or like, you know, I, I, I wanna, I wanna be a podcaster. Uh, maybe kids say mm-hmm. that now, right? Or I guess, <laughs> I guess now kids wanna be YouTubers. But, and then at some point in time, it's like, well, like, you know, everybody wants to do this. It's like, or it's like, you know, I wanna be a basketball player. I wanna go play for the NBA. And then you realize like, there's a lot of people that are that also want this, and there's a lot of people that are better at me than than mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, at this than I am. So what did like what did you want to be when you were growing up? Like what was what was Ethan's dream? Yeah, I mean you already mentioned it. My when I was younger, I had my sights set on the NHL, like being a professional. Oh, really? Player. Okay. And I and I thought for sure I was going to do it. I was so determined <laughs> um, to to make that a reality. And then reality actually hit when I got to be about in high school, and I was like. Well, I'm five foot seven, and I'm probably never gonna grow much more than that. So the likelihood of me actually doing something with that is minimal. Um, but so you know, there was always other jobs that I had interest in. Like for a while, I actually wanted to be an architect or something in interior design. Huh. Um, but you know, like when I was a young, young kid, I had one of my parents' old camcorders that I would just like, you know, run around with and record just. nonsense pretty much (laughs) um so you know that was always in me at some in some stretch of the imagination um but you know once i was in high school and like my first year of college i was like you know i wanted to be a banker i wanted to like work on wall street um which is just like it's it's crazy to me to like even say that out loud to know that for a fact that that is what i wanted to do when i was that age um, but yeah, I am fortunate that it, you know, pretty much did a 180 from that and <laughs> has you know, been beautiful since. So, Hey guys, so I have to tell you this really quick story about my experience with short-term rental host guidebooks. So two years ago, my wife Gabby and I were on a podcast roadshow. We were actually collecting stories for this podcast, Behind the Stays, in the greater Asheville area. So we arrived in Asheville a couple hours before our check-in, and we asked our host if there were any good recommendations for a lunch spot. He responded saying that he had a plethora of recommendations in his guidebook, but that we should certainly check out Wicked Weed Brewing Pub. 
So we went to the pub and our burgers were absolutely delicious. So we couldn't wait to uncover what other recommendations he had in his guidebook. But upon arrival, there was no guidebook to be found. We looked on the kitchen counter, the dining room table, even the closet of the guest bedroom, but nope, no guidebook. Now, we're not that extra, but we were pretty high up in the mountains and the internet service was spotty at best. So it made it really difficult to kind of figure out where we should go to dinner. So after 30 minutes of searching, we sat down on the couch and my wife said, why aren't there digital guidebooks for guests? Well, as it turns out, there are. And our new friends at Touchstay are the industry leaders. Touchstay enables hosts to build beautiful digital guidebooks in a matter of minutes and enhance the guest experience by packaging your recommendations for coffee, wine bars, artisan bakeries, and Michelin star restaurants in a single online location. Guests can access everything through a really simple link. And yes, it works without a Wi-Fi connection. Touchstay allows you to customize your guidebooks to match your brand. You can pick the colors, fonts, and images that best align with your STR, and it only costs $99 a year. Learn more about a plethora of other features they have and start your free trial at touchstay.com forward slash BTS, as in behind the stays. Oh, and while we didn't ever find our Asheville host guidebook, the cleaners did. It was in the trash. Apparently the guests before had spilled a whole pot of coffee on it, and they were so embarrassed that they threw the whole guidebook away. I guess it was a blessing in disguise though, because we told our host about Touchstay, and a year later, when we went back to his cabin, Touchstay was there, and it was absolutely perfect. So start your free trial of Touchstay at touchstay.com forward slash BTS. Again, that's BTS as in behind the stays. All right, guys, back to the show. So at what point in time do you realize like, like, did you get on Instagram? Were you like on Instagram pretty early? Or like, at what point in time do you realize, hey, I, I'm not just messing around with a camera. Like, I, I, I have, you know, a, a skill set here. I, mm-hmm. and a skill set here that that other people might really appreciate. Like, at, at what point in time mm-hmm. do you start taking Instagram seriously? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with Instagram. So, like, when it came out, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna say I was one of the first users, but I was definitely using it pretty early on um but you know that was back in what like middle school maybe when it was just posting like a drink in my hand or just like yeah you know something ridiculous <laughs> um and then in high school i actually started a clothing brand and that was like my first time using instagram as huh. something more than just a social media um the clothing brand's not around anymore but i did run it for a handful of years and that clothing brand is also kind of what started my photography actually i bought like a standard kit camera with kit lenses and you know started actually really taking photos to promote that clothing company um what was it called what was the clothing company called (laughs) it was called american coastal apparel american coastal apparel okay yeah i like it's a great name it's a really good name yeah i mean it was it was a fun little adventure you know i started a company you know like i trademarked like i did all these things um and so i actually learned like quite a bit from that so i'm always appreciative of that and what it taught me but yeah then by like freshman year of college sophomore year of college i started you know doing the clothing brand less and just like actually taking photos of things that i wanted to for fun and posting them on instagram and then i got that job as a real estate photographer that summer and that was like my first 
introduction into photography as a business and being able to make money from it. And then, so when I was able to start taking photos of Airbnbs, they almost immediately blew up. Like I remember my first like two viral photos, you know, at this point in time, I was still just posting for fun on Instagram and I had like two, maybe 3000 followers. And then the likes that I got on these like handful of photos that I posted were like 5,000, like 15,000, like 7,000, like, you know, back when Instagram was a little different, but nonetheless, I was like, okay, maybe this is something, you know, maybe there's something here. And yeah, they're obviously know was so so okay so you're a real estate photographer were these were these initial photos they were photos of airbnbs or they were photos of like kind of your standard you know single family homes no so like i never really i never posted anything that on I your took, personal I, instagram yeah. on my personal yeah until you know i stay i like i told you i i, I paid to stay in a two or three tree houses um back in that late fall early winter of 2018 and like those were the photos that like went viral thousands of likes. And I was, I remember like waking up after posting that and like seeing like the number 4,000 and being like, that's more likes than I have followers. That's almost like (laughs) double the amount of likes than I have followers. Like what is happening? It was, it was wild. Yeah. Wow. Dude. What? I mean, how cool. Right. And, and I, I imagine it must've been like both really exciting, but also like on a deeper level, probably validating that, that maybe you maybe you had something like maybe you had a skill set mm-hmm. maybe maybe there was something special about the way that you i don't know you know shot or or your artistic eye mm-hmm. that others really valued did do you, do you remember yeah. like what what you felt when when that happened yeah it was interesting i mean i remember like that first like month or two that i started posting them and it was just like every post every cabin that i posted and at that time it was only like these like three or four that i had stayed in but like it was like every photo like did exceptionally huh. well and then the new year came and they started it started fluctuating like i started shooting more cabins and posting more and like some of them would still hit that high but then some of them would just like you know not do as well so it was always and that you know to date it's still like a problem of like okay like do people like the photo or do people like the cabin that i'm photographing Mm. um but you know i think i think these days definitely like i'm I'm very confident and comfortable in you know my skill set and what i offer and what i create that you know i know that the people who follow me now are following me because they do genuinely enjoy it what I create and what I post. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. as I as I mentioned before, I've had several of your your clients um, on on this podcast, and uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was talking to actually Spencer and Marcy from Retreat mm-hmm. Branch Falls um, mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and um, w- one of the things that they that they said, which I've heard from folks like Isaac French and other people as well, is that you have this this very unique. Uh, style and they 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 mm. really appreciate like the way that you shoot and they didn't they, I don't mm-hmm. know that they had like the, you know the vocabulary to to unpack really like what that meant necessarily yeah but but um in, in looking through your your Instagram you do you do have this like it, it, these are my words like this like really like moody aesthetic um which is mm-hmm. which is super cool um I I, I want to hear. I want to hear about your like creative process. Like, how do you how do you approach these shoots, and h- how would you describe your uh, your style? 
Yeah. Um, no, I definitely just saw that Spencer and Marcy uh, were on there. That's great. I, I, Spencer's great. I actually haven't met Art Marcy, but Spencer and I have got a handful of times, and his cabin down in Georgia is definitely like one of my favorite special ones that I love. Um, but yeah, my creative process, you know, it like it de- it depends, obviously, like based on like what I'm shooting. But like typically, I will if it's like a new cabin because you know I do shoot like a lot of like reoccurring clients yeah um, but if it's a new cabin i'll you know do my research on like the cabin itself like look at their instagram look at their listing kind of try and get you know some semblance of an idea of like what the space is actually like um kind of start tr- planning out shots that i want to you know get while i'm there and then like once i am there you know like walking through the whole whole space um pretty much first and then you know just kind of like seeing like the angles that my eyes attracted to, like what sticks out to me, like what I know for certain I want to capture, um, kind of seeing how like the light filters through. And then, you know, like as I'm shooting, it's tough because, you know, I get like possibly like two days in a space. Yeah. Um, and sometimes those two days are like both just like gray skies or rainy. And some days you get like a crazy sunset, but you almost miss it. And it's just, it's very fast paced once it like <laughs> it's like shoot time. Yeah. And and like almost every single time that I leave the space, I'm like, hmm, did I get everything that I wanted to? And after I leave, it's always like a, a couple of days of being like, Wow, I really hope I captured everything that I wanted to. And then like <laughs> almost like a lot of almost like a couple of thoughts of like doubting like if I actually did, but then like going through and like, you know, culling the images, kind of breaking down what I want to edit from that, you know, like the most time consuming part. It's like, okay, like these are great. I'm very happy with what I got. Um, I was worrying about nothing after. Um, so that's, you know, more or less my, you know, process. Yeah. 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 I, I would imagine that there's like a lot of, a lot of pressure, um, especially when you're showing, right these these photos Mm -hmm. to to these clients um and just like crossing your fingers you know like praying that like that that they'll receive them well um because again you know uh, uh, people also have like very different tastes when it comes to art right and like something that you might Mm -hmm. think is beautiful uh an angle that you capture that you really love that you thought evoked um you know a unique aspect of the space they, they might totally disagree with um so i imagine totally. i imagine like the reveal is always like a a, a stressful moment super nerve-wracking like every time i send off like a package of however many photos to them it's like the most like nerve-wracking period of time depending on how long it is you know some people get back to me like immediately and sometimes it's been like a couple of days and in those <laughs> couple of days it's like why is it taking so long like what they they must hate it um but uh, uh like 99.9 percent of the time like my clients are so you know grateful yeah. and love them and it's like the best feeling every single time yeah 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 oh dude cool that's so validating yeah. i bet Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. 
Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. Uh, I, I do want to talk about like like the business side of things, right? So mm-hmm. um, how, I'm, I'm sure it varies pretty dramatically, but like how, how do these relationships work? Like are, are hosts covering your your stay, your travel, and then paying you on top of that? Like how, how, how do these uh, business relationships typically work? Mm-hmm. So most of, I mean, almost all of the Airbnbs that I actually work with are within driving distance to where I actually am. Um, but, you know, I've been all over the country. So like most of the summer I was down in the Southeast or um, I guess mid-Atlantic kind of shooting like uh, Tennessee, Northern Georgia. Um, so I was able to kind of shoot within a very specific region. So there wasn't any like crazy, you know, flights that had yeah. to be covered. But yeah, I offer I offer packages, um, you know, kind of customizable, but, you know, just pretty uh, dependent on what they're looking for that, you know, offers photos and reels and promotion on my pages. Um, so the hosts cover a typically, you know, two nights stay there to help me, you know, capture the, ha- capture the home in different light, um, different settings and just, you know, have enough time to like really experience it and try and, you know, capture that experience. Um, so they cover the stay and then they also pay a fee for, you know, whichever package it, that they choose. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, which, which has evolved from, you know, four years ago when I was just doing an exchange. Um, so it's definitely crazy to even just like, like a year and a half ago, just kind of like looking back on like what my prices were, what I was offering. And then like seeing now and like, just like kind of the difference that, you know, time makes with that. So, yeah. Do you know, do you know how many places you've uh, you've shot like do you do you have the number at the in your head or no <laughs> I don't have like a specific number I did just try and count it out but that was also like six months ago so yeah. I would say it's somewhere between like 125 to 175 wow ish jeez dude give or take wow that's amazing yeah it's a lot of places that's a lot of it's a lot of, places, it's a lot of yeah. nights on the road wow is it Definitely. is there um like as your process has evolved like I'm curious around what you say no to. Like how many, mm-hmm. like are, are you at a point now where you, where you kind of have to say no? Do you often say no? What, what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I've, I'm actually like not like putting it on hold, but I definitely have not taken on any clients, any cabin clients for the next six months yet. Um, that's not to say that, you know, while I'm in Australia, I won't, you know, reach out to a couple cabins or do something out there, but you know, these next six months aside. Um, yeah, I've definitely been fortunate enough to be a little bit more particular about who I work with now, which is something I, you know, never really thought was going to happen. You know, there was a point in time where I was just saying yes to anyone. Like, yeah. didn't even, didn't even matter if it 
just like slightly resembled a cabin, I was like, I will shoot it. Um, but now, you know, I'm at that point where I'm able to be a little bit more particular in, you know, even if it's because of scheduling conflicts, but I'm, if anything, I'm like, this doesn't fit well with what I would be comfortable posting on my own page and like hmm. promoting. Hmm. Um, not, not that it's like not a beautiful property. It just isn't something that I personally want to go photograph and go, you know, share with my followers. So it's, 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 it's interesting, um, actually turning down cabin clients because yeah, it just wasn't something that I thought was going to happen, but it, it does. Dude, I bet that, I bet that's hard because you, you know, you're at a point now where you've, you've amassed this, this, you know, large following, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers across Instagram and TikTok, And like, I imagine there are some people that would, that'll, you know, they, they have capital to play with and they might want to throw a, a lot of money at you to be mm-hmm. on your page and you just don't, you, the, the property's not right or it's not, it doesn't live up to, to the kind of like a, a aesthetic that you, that you want your brand, right. To be uh, related right. to. And I, I bet that's like really hard to say no to. Yeah, it is. Especially like, you know, starting out, I was, you know, working like a couple jobs to real estate photography being one of them just to be able to go and like do these adventures on weekends and just kind of like be able to have some money to be able to pursue doing this full time. And then like, once I jumped in full time in the summer of 2020, it was like, okay, well, like I'm doing this. There's no real room for error. There's no room to be able to be turning down anyone. Like if a opportunity, if a check is possibly coming your way, like you take that because you don't have the option not to. Yeah. Um, So to be at a point where I'm a little bit more selective with who I work with like cabins definitely, but just like, you know, broader, like brands too. like being able to be a little bit more selective is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's mind boggling. It's the dream. But it's the dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely. So how often do you have clients that buy a pack of photos from you that don't involve you posting any of them on, on your feed? Like, are, are there people that want you to come? Like, is, is it is it mostly true that people want you, Ethan Abbott's, because they, one, know that you're really good at what you do, but two, they, they want to leverage your audience? Or is it like, hey, no, 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 I just really like your stuff. I don't care if you post on your personal uh, social profiles. I just, I just want you to come and take photos of our place. I would say, you know, for the most part, like almost every single client is hiring me because, you know, they like my work, but they also like that I have an audience that yeah. also likes my work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say more like almost all the time it's, you know, it goes hand in hand. Um, but there has been, you know, a handful of clients that are like, Hey, we have you up in this area shooting this cabin that you will post on your page, but we also have this other property that needs some photos. Do you mind just like, going there for like a day shoot just Got capturing it. it for like a listing um, that one's definitely less likely but it does happen occasionally and are most of your clients like individual hosts or are these like property managers or are these like larger uh larger entities that are hiring you to go shoot like all of the properties in their portfolio or most of these kind of like you know uh, 
couple or, or whoever that like found a place that they loved and they renovated the yeah. cabin themselves and they posted on Instagram and they, you know, it's, it, this is kind of like their side hustle. Definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's cool. Cause there's like a, so many different, like one of the great parts about my job actually is getting to meet all these hosts like Spencer. Um, I don't know who else you've had on your, you know, on your podcast, but you know, there's some hosts that I've worked with that have become like good friends. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. It's, you know, it's amazing. Um, and definitely one of the better parts about this job. Um, but yeah, so for the most part, I would say that the clients I work with are definitely like just a couple. Um, you know, I, off the top of my head, I can't even really think of any that are like massive businesses that I'm working for, but almost all of them are definitely just like a couple, whether or not they own just like one property that's their side hustle or they own multiple properties and this is like their full-time job yeah. it's a it's a cool mix of them yeah so. that's so that's so awesome man um that's mm-hmm. that's that's great do you have a favorite place that you've been uh uh-huh. that's i mean that's just like the toughest question that's the question <laughs> everyone asks and it's the question <laughs> i've never actually had an answer to um if it's worded a little bit differently towards if is there are there any places that like stick out in terms of like amenities offered then the first one that comes to mind is this cabin that was built onto the side of a cliff huh it was like you know cliff edge okay and the house was like protruding Jeez. from the cliff where was this so kentucky it was in the red river gorge of kentucky okay yeah, I stayed there last March, I believe. And to date, that is probably one of the like most out there, unique, crazy places that I've ever been to. And yeah, it was wild. You had to like walk up like a 200 step suspended staircase to get to like the first floor. And then, then there was like another spiral staircase outside of it that went to like the second bedroom. It was, Jeez. It was crazy. Yeah, wow. it was mind boggling. Wow, dude. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like quite the place. We might have to drop the the link to their property in the yeah. show notes just so people can check it out. <laughs> Definitely. I can absolutely do that. So I, I want to hear a little bit about your audience building because again, that that's been crucial to to the business that you've built for yourself. Beyond beyond, mm-hmm. you know, your your craft is is your audience. And so how mm-hmm. how did you think about building building your audience do you have like a, a content strategy that you are pretty consistent with is it all just like hey i just post what i'm feeling every day like why do you think you've struck a chord with uh with you know quite literally hundreds of thousands of people yeah i mean it's yeah it's a tough one so you know as i said before back when i started posting these cabins i had like a handful of a thousand like two three thousand followers and then those like next like three months where I started posting that consistently. And again, this was back in like late 2018, early 2019 when Instagram definitely was a lot different in terms of like the algorithm and how your posts were seen. But like I just struck that niche and it was such like a passionate niche, you know, like the people who are a part of that, like, people who are on Instagram specifically just to like look at dreamy pictures of cabins. Like those were the people that my photos are finding. And so I feel like that kind of at least got the ball rolling in terms of my audience. And then I took a three month road trip out West and just like 
was super personal on my Instagram, you know, just like constantly had stories showing my face, like talking to the camera, like engaging with my audience as if they were on the other side of that screen. Hmm. And I think, and I think that was a crucial kind of step in my audience growth because it like, there was a solid group of people that were like following me for me. Mm. They, they found me because of the cabins, but then they started following me for me. And so it's, that has been something that I've struggled with because like, I'm not great in front of the camera. <laughs> and so it like comes and goes in waves of like me trying to be personal on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, it's just like an ever changing strategy. And I'm more so at the point now where it's just like, I want to post what I want to post. And I think my followers also just want to see what I post. Like they're not like, so this one's kind of long winded, but there was after that road trip in 2019, that following winter, I went down to Costa Rica. um, And for just like, just like a couple months to live down there. And when I went down there, obviously I stopped posting cabins because I wasn't shooting cabins. I was shooting waterfalls and wildlife and beaches and like that's what i was posting and i lost probably like two thousand followers back then for that um because at that time it was still you know people who were probably following me just for the cabins um but you know now i feel like i've at least established my page enough to where it's like sorry about that no you're good you're good um (laughs) I've established my page to be not just cabins. Like it's, you know, a lot of cabins, but like I've also started shooting film and posting my landscapes more and just like more lifestyle and like all kind of meshing that into me. And I think my followers, you know, appreciate that. So, which is, which is, I think, I think what you're, you're hitting at, um, which is, which is so important, Ethan, is this idea that like, you know, your, your Insta, it's not like you haven't developed a business profile for your Instagram or your TikTok, right? right. Like this is, this is you, this is, this is Ethan Abbott's like, it's, it's your name. Right. right? And, and I think mm-hmm. like it would be, it would actually be disingenuous to not post things that you want to post or things that you find, you find beautiful. And I think that this is, this is probably like the dilemma that a lot, like the, the influencers dilemma, right. Is like, all right, mm-hmm. how much do I want to post? just for what I think people initially followed me for and how much do I want to post because I I am, I genuinely find this beautiful or I genuinely am moved by this or when I was here doing this thing, I felt this way and I want to communicate that visually. Right. And I, I feel like that must just be for a lot of people, like one of the hardest things about being in the, being in the position that you've, that you, that you're in, because there is a lot of fear. Like, yeah, like what happens if, what happens if I post this and I lose half my following because everyone hates me or like, you know, what happened? Like, what? what does that do to my business? Right. Your, your, your Instagram is, is your business. Right. So I, I imagine yeah. this is like a dilemma for, for a lot of folks. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously like based off that last story, like there was a time where I was like, wow, like I just lost 2000 followers because I was posting like what I wanted to. And like, yeah, it sucked. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to find your people who want to follow you for that are going to find you regardless. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, 
it is tough because at the end of the day, we all just want to post like what we want to post. And like, I've definitely thought about creating like a separate entity from my name and like start the business and like take the business that way, or even like change my page to whatever brand I would come up with and then start like my own personal one. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I'm just going to keep it me because that's how it started. And that's just who I am. So, and until something else comes and tells me that like, okay, well, this isn't what to do, but yeah. No. And, and honestly, I, I just want to validate that. I think that that's important. Uh, keep, keep doing you. You're a kick-ass Airbnb host. In fact, you've done such a great job at marketing your short-term rental on Instagram that you're pretty much entirely booked for the next six to 12 months. And while it doesn't happen regularly, every so often there's a cancellation or just one random three-night window of availability in the middle of the week. Now, posting about the fact that you've had a cancellation or that you've got just three nights left in February on your Instagram story is a great start, but what if you could automatically notify interested guests the second a cancellation comes through? And that's where Ping comes in. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and integrates with your Airbnb listing and allows your fans and followers to sign up to be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked for the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and will be pinged if their requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which allows you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping, it's what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. Sign up for free at www.bnbping.com. Ping. Brought to you by Spontaneous. I, I I genuinely feel like at the end of the day, like we're living through this really cool moment where more and more people are becoming creators, more and more people are starting their own businesses, right? And I really think at the end of the day, it, it's the people that continue to be fully themselves and do the things that you love and that you're passionate about. And yes, your audience might shift, right? Like it might change, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to it's going to drop, right? And and that change actually might might be good, right? As as Ethan continues to grow and grow up. His interests might continue to grow and grow up. And guess what? There's a plethora of other people that are probably in that same sort of boat that would be interested in you know, new audiences that you might have not even tapped into yet that people might want to, uh, you know, that, that folks, uh, you know, might might be attracted to. So I think that there's, a, there's, there's lots of opportunity for you, man. Um, and I think you're doing, you're, you're killing it. Um, I do want to ask some, some like rapid fire questions around building audiences mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people tuning in today are folks who... Are, they've either started um, an Instagram for the property already, they're thinking about it, um, and or they they have actually amassed a following, but they're trying to they're trying to scale even more. So I got these three scenarios for you, and I just want you to like let me know how, just instantly like like how, how would you tackle this situation if you were in this this host's shoes? So scenario one mm-hmm. is there's a host who's who's brand new to Instagram, so they they just secured a handle right for their cabin, um, but they haven't posted anything yet. How should they get their their first 
thousand followers? Like if they were to say, Ethan, what do I do to get to one K followers? What would you, what would you recommend? Yeah. I mean, first things first, I would say, um, kind of figure out what you want your cabin brand aesthetic to be. And so like as a foundation to do that and then to do start posting consistently, you know, and like show the process. Like I know, you know, there's some great examples out there of cabin Instagram accounts that I really like Spencer um, and Marcy from, you know, fall branch retreats being one of them, cozy rock cabin and little river tiny house all come to mind. And they, you know, cozy rock cabins and little, like all three of them pretty much showed the process, you know, back when they were first starting and then like have just kind of, stuck with that you know like they're not afraid to show their faces they're not afraid to show the shit and yeah. show the stuff that that goes down that you know you don't typically see like the behind the scenes stuff like just cabin stuff but not only pretty pictures of the cabin yeah you know yeah so i like that that's that good would be, that's a great yeah, answer cool. that's, that's a great answer cool. like don't wait don't wait until like you've finished right. it right and it's like right. instagram you know instagrammable like it's it, it, it's ready for it's ready for ethan to come out to like show the process people people like stories people like origin stories so give them an origin story yeah people love stories people love the process i definitely think that that is something that because like yeah you don't want to show like the ugly you know work in progress but like you should people <laughs> like that people people have questions about it and then you can just use those questions and answer those questions in the form of more content. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. So. Well, great answer. All right. Scenario two. All right. A cabin's been posting on Instagram for a couple of years now and they have like 3000 followers. Okay. So they've, mm-hmm. they've gotten over that, that hurdle of getting a, a little bit of an audience starting to build their audience, but they, they want to get to 10 K in like the next 12 mm-hmm. months. What would you advise that they do at, at this juncture? So, I mean, there's definitely a couple of things that you could do. I mean, if they haven't at that point, I would definitely say hire a photographer or an influencer, someone that does have a large following to come out and take a few photos of it, write a blog post about it, post a video about it, something to just garner up a little bit more of attention. Like most of the photos that I post, most of the photos that Levi post, most of the photos that Durant Glass post those photos will get reposted by accounts that have like half a million followers, like a million followers. So, you know, hiring someone of that nature definitely will always help. I mean, I'm not going to say that that's your surefire way of gaining, of doubling your following, but it's definitely a way to get more eyes onto your content. Um, Secondly, I would say giveaways are a good way to get traction, Mm. you know, giving away like a two night stay or partnering with like a couple other brands and like, doing a big giveaway, something along those lines, just to, again, get more eyes onto your cabin and your page. Very, very well said. All right, and last last scenario, right? For those who, they've partnered with the the Ethans of the world, right? Um, they have gained some traction, more, more than just some. They, they're at like 20,000 followers, right? But, mm-hmm. but they want to be, they want to be like a top rated cabin, right? They want to be like a, mm-hmm. one of the most popular cabins on Instagram, like, and they want to double their following in like the next, let's say six months. What, what should, what should those folks do? I mean, 
as much as it like slightly pains me to say reels are especially when you're at that size reels are probably like your best chance of getting like a quick hit of a large increase in following yeah i mean just like posting them and then like keep posting them post different ones post the same ones just like one reel can inadvertently grow you by thousands of followers yeah um not to say that like if you do post a reel a day for the next like three months that you're gonna you know get so many thousand followers but reels have changed the way that your page is seen because a reel, even if it only gets like 300 likes, it can still be viewed like 15,000 times. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like your ease of visibility at that point is definitely much better than if you're like just starting out. So I'd say for someone of that size, like, yeah, Lean into reels. reels, reels, and yeah, just kind of like making your, making your, you know, cabin something that, would make other people want to post it on Instagram, you know, having like, you know, something unique about it and something where like someone wants to, you know, post it on their own social media and be like, Hey, I'm here. This spot is sweet. Like you all should also come here. Yeah. So, cause at the end of the day, word of mouth is definitely still crucial. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. True yeah. that. True that, man. Those are great answers. Those are Those were all unique answers. I love it, man. Um, Thank you. All right, my last question for you before you uh, sign off and pack for for Australia and New Zealand um, <laughs> is, as as you think about like the future, right? And you think about other other folks like you um, who are photographers and influencers in this in this niche, this niche, which by the way is like growing dramatically, right? Like it's like people are buying up. There's a lot of Airbnbs out there right now, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people that want to do cool different things. Um, with with real estate, but do you, do you think there's like a better model for how hosts and, and property managers might like work with photographers and influencers? Um, when you, when you kind of think about the future, it's like, do you think about like retainers? Do you think about like, hey, you know what? I'd love to just like have a contract where I come for all four seasons for these cabins like all the time. Like, how do you think about like other models that might work for hosts and, and influencers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. There's a handful of platforms out there that I think are aiming to kind of bridge the gap between like just influencers and cabins talking to each other or having to find each other on Instagram. And so I definitely think that at some point there will be a platform that pretty much makes. Hey. <laughs> is, that um, your, is that your dog or something? What is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm house sitting for this dog and he has a little cough dude that's great thing. we love we love dogs we love dogs man yeah we got definitely. we got babies that interrupt us dogs cats it's, it's all it's all thing um anyway totally. it's all real <laughs> it's exactly. all real man yeah it's all real um, yeah um so i definitely think there will be like a platform or something that is a hub for these kinds of things but honestly like instagram i mean i have off the top of my head i don't think i've ever had like a negative experience working with a cabin yeah um just even finding it through instagram but yeah there's definitely it's it's interesting because you know there's like so there's so a couple different options that like cabins could you know decide what to do when they're trying to figure out what they want how best they want to promote their cabin you know there's like photographers like myself and then there's also like people who are only influencers that 
you know, have like a million followers. Yeah, yeah. Granted, they won't come up with like the same imagery that I will, but like a million followers is a large audience. So, yeah. Um, I I think like in terms of model, like best model, best practices. I think just finding people that you you know vibe with and like have you know a good gut feeling about you know is definitely gonna give you your best results yeah. at the end of the day so yeah 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 man well hey it's uh and it's an exciting time i'm so appreciative of of your time and what you've really you know done for for the industry the standard that you've set um it's really really cool that there are people out there like you doing this stuff because you're creating lots of other opportunities for other people to do stuff like this and you're i think what you're also doing is you're helping these these hosts these these small business owners right like market themselves which is really hard to do like none of these none of these individuals are going to be able to afford like an agency to kind of like come in and and help them right or, or very few will be and so you're giving them really the opportunity to like dramatically grow their their business um in a very beautiful and and, and meaningful way so i think that that's um that's beautiful so thanks for all you do man um for for those tuning in if you want to connect with ethan you just scroll down to the show notes i'll have his instagram handle there his website there any anywhere else i'll, I'll throw in your TikTok. uh anywhere else you might want folks to connect uh with you no all right no those, i mean I, I do have like a pinterest as well oh that... pinterest there we go we'll get all the social networks in there <laughs> uh, cool all right man well hey thank you so much for your time it's been uh it's been a real treat yeah it's been awesome thanks again for having me on here this was great Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.